0: Hey, Mueller Junkies. Thank you so much to all of our new patrons. You're now eligible to join our closed Facebook group, so head over to Facebook, search for Friends of Justice, ask to join, and answer the questions, and you're all set. And you can now play for points in the Fantasy Indictment League. Just check the announcements section for the pin post, verify the date, and post your five picks. The point structure and rules are all right there in the post. You have also unlocked all of our past bonus episodes. There's over 30 of them now. And you're also a member of the MSW Book Club, which should pick back up with a new book in mid-September. But you've also unlocked all of our previous Book Club episodes on Patreon. And you'll receive our weekly newsletter sent in the email address you registered with, which includes photos, infographics, announcements, and my personal research notes. It also includes instructions on how to drop your new private premium RSS feed into your podcast player. We're also working on posting the archive of newsletters on Patreon as well. If you're not yet a patron, you can become one for as little as a dollar. So head to mullersherote.com and click subscribe today. And thank you again so much for supporting women in podcasting. Hello, welcome to Mueller, She Wrote. I'm your anonymous host, A.G. I work high up in Trump's executive branch, so I have to use a pseudonym so I don't break the hatch act. With me, as always, is Jaleesa Johnson. Hello. And Jordan Coburn. Hello. You guys, this was an incredibly shitty week for Donald Trump.
4: <laughs> but Not- the best for us. Yeah. Yes.
0: Not to mention his campaign chair, his fixer, and his crotch fruit children.
1: Looks like I picked the wrong week to quit sniffing blue.
0: if i talk fast today it's because we have a lot to get to but you can always slow us down to half speed which is hilarious because it makes us all sound super drunk (laughs) um this week julisa is going to be covering more 2018 midterm russian interference stuff and jordan's going to go over trump's fox interview and uh, some more of giuliani's lube the truth tour I'll be covering the Cohen investigation and everything that sprung up out of that. And I just want to thank everyone who became a patron to listen to our emergency episode last Wednesday uh, and the full Manafort trial coverage by Randall of Honey Badger Don't Care. Fame, I love that guy. Manafort don't give a shit. (laughs) So funny, he's guilty. Uh, (laughs) It's just so fabulous. And this week, you're going to be glad you joined as well because we have uh, Greg Proops on the show today, and we've got about you know a a little bit of an interview with him. But we actually ended up talking to him for about an hour, and we're going to post that whole unedited interview for patrons. And we have Malcolm Nance this week. He's a MSNBC contributor, and uh, you know just. I think, what did he say? He's an expert in everything. He's an expert on everything, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that'd be interesting. And uh, yeah, so Proops is going to join us uh, during Hot Notes to talk about Cohen and Weisselberg and Pecker. Pecker. Uh, mm-hmm. But for now, I'm going to try to cover, I'm going to try to cover this week's news with just the facts. So of all the weeks we've been doing this, all the weeks we've been covering this investigation, this is by far the biggest week. Uh, It's bigger than our first episode when they indicted Gates and Manafort. It's bigger than Flynn pleading guilty, I think. Uh, A huge brick was knocked loose this week, and I think you'll find it's going to be the beginning of the end for Mm -hmm. 45 Mm -hmm. and his stupid family. And uh, we couldn't be more pleased about this. (laughs) Um, And, again, it's, it's not for the sake of wanting to see others suffer, although that's nice. It's more for the justice is winning and, you know, I think that's hugely important. And so we're going to kind of try to focus on that. And the news happened so fast this week that it seems like months have gone by since Monday. So when I start Monday, realize it was only Monday.
2: The first day seemed like a week. And the second day seemed like five days. And the third day seemed like a week again. And the fourth day seemed like eight days. The fifth day, you went to see your mother... And that seemed just like a day. But then you came back, and then later, on the sixth day in the evening, when we saw each other, that started seeming like two days. So in the evening it seemed like two days spilling over into the next day, and that started seeming like four days. So at the end of the sixth day, on into the seventh day, it seemed like a total of five
3: days. And the sixth day, Seemed like a week and a half. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I will do my best to get to it all. If there's anything I missed that's critical, please tweet at us at MullerSheWrote. And speaking of Twitter, we have a winner of the PlayStation 4, Melanie Adamo, right? Ooh, Congratulations, yeah. Melanie. <laughs> Weehoo. And uh, stick around, become a patron or follow us on Twitter. We'll have more prizes. Things will happen. We'll have contests. I don't know what yet. And there's no gambling. No gambling. And I'm not asking you for any contributions to campaigns because that's against the law. Uh, Monday, here we go, all the way back to Monday, we learned uh, that prosecutors were gearing up to charge Cohen while we patiently waited for the Manafort verdict. Uh, And they said it was likely that Cohen would be charged by the end of August for bank and tax fraud. Oh, Monday, how innocent and young we all were. (laughs) It's so amazing how I go day by day with just the facts and how quickly situations change within the week. So, yeah, Monday we were thinking Cohen might be charged by the end of the month. Also Monday we got some big news related to our old Nordic buddy, Vanderswan. Remember that guy? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so V. Dizzle's dad is a guy named Herman Kahn who is one of three dudes that ran Alpha Bank. And if Alpha Bank sounds familiar, that's because it was mentioned in the Steele dossier. We talked about it during the Fusion GPS transcripts. And it's the bank whose servers were mysteriously communicating with a server in Trump Tower way early on in the compa- in the campaign in the campaign. <laughs> <laughs> way in the campaign. Um, Hmm. Alpha Bank is also the entity that American lawyer Brian Benchkowski represented, who was just appointed by Trump to lead the criminal division at the Department of Justice. What?
4: Mm. Sounds like he'll do a good job. Oh, Oh, yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: Well, this past April, Herman Kahn filed a lawsuit against Christopher Steele for defamation against Alpha Bank in the dossier. And Monday, a judge dismissed the lawsuit. So that shores up the Steele dossier yet again. It has still not been debunked Nothing has been disproven in that thing. It's been over a year. <laughs> still going still have, strong. Yeah, still no evidence that it's not correct. Like <laughs> an asshole. And then this. Oh, that's biased. Sorry, that was conjecture, the asshole part. (laughs) Uh, Then in the sentencing case of Papadop, it appears his lawyers are asking for zero jail time, while the government is arguing for at least some jail time because he was such an uncooperative (laughs) shithead. Uh, It's important to note that this was not a normal plea agreement, and Papadop could still be wrapped up in additional criminal liability, so put some beans on that. Mm. Maddow brought up something interesting in her show last week, and that is that the special master in the Cohen case charged she was charged with weeding through four million pieces of evidence and determining what bits were privileged on you know under attorney-client privilege Uh, she told everyone last friday that she never got that cracked blackberry from cohen remember the fbi was supposed to unlock it Mm -hmm. right well they didn't so i think that if cohen and maddow said she's like if cohen were cooperating you'd think you'd give him the the password (laughs) yeah so uh that that could be a hint that he's not i don't know um but i'll be going over the cohen investigation later in the show also Monday, Trump tweeted out that John Dean, that's the White House counsel for Nixon, is a rat. R-A-T. All mm-hmm. caps. Uh, and it's being reported that he's scared of Mueller calling uh, an interview with Mueller a perjury trap, of course. <laughs> he's, like, scared. He's shaking. Like, all of his inside aides are, are, are leaking, saying he's, he's scared. Trump... Uh, you scared, bro? <laughs> Trump had an insane week on Twitter, likely because he got the heads up um, that his com- circle of loyalty was about to completely fall apart. Lots of talking heads on the news were discussing how much a mob boss uh, Trump sounds like. He, he just, the, the way that he speaks, Jordan's going to go over a lot of this later with his interview. And it, it's just insane the things that he's been saying this week. We, we kind of expect that, um, I mean, just in general. He, he's insane. But um, when when shit's about to go down, his Twitter account blows up. Yeah, yeah,
4: very telling. Yeah, Comey called that in his book, too, literally saying that he acts like La Cosa Nostra. Exactly. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah. He wants him to be an amica Nostra, and mm-hmm. he's using all these terms. He's yeah. probably so proud of himself
4: that he knows that. <laughs> yeah, sure. and he picks criminals that otherwise would have a really tough time getting a job after leaving Trump. And oh, all of his work that's so it's true. like they're forced to be loyal sort of and
0: it almost seems like he picks criminals that aren't going to be very credible witnesses because the you know the people in the in the Manafort case said they threw out Gates testimony because he's just a dick yeah mm-hmm. you know but they but the documentary evidence was so overwhelming we will get to that it hasn't happened yet in just a <laughs> fact we're still waiting for Manafort's true. thing to come out years and years <laughs> ago uh we all talk like it's today because it is um One of the multiple insane tweets from Trump, including one about security clearances and his enemies list, dropped this week, too. Jaleesa spoke to our first guest about that issue. So let's take a listen.
1: So one of Trump's crazy tweets this week said, quote, Even John Clapper has admonished John Brennan for having gone totally off the rails. Maybe Clapper is being nice to me so he doesn't lose his security clearance for lying to Congress. Joining us today to talk about this potential abuse of power is counterintelligence expert and MSNBC contributor, Malcolm Nance. Malcolm, welcome to Mueller, she wrote.
2: Wow. Great to be here.
1: Thank you. Thank you. So right off the top, let me just get your thoughts about that tweet regarding John Clapper and security clearances. What do you think about that?
2: Well, you know, Trump just can't help himself. (laughs) You know, um. I've written a couple of books about this. And one of the things that I identified in the way that Trump behaves is a very similar way of, of behaving that Vladimir Putin uses as well. But with Donald Trump, it just has another dimension. So I call this LDAC, right? Lie, deny, then arrogantly confess. And what he always does is he comes out and he will do some action. And when called out for that action, the first thing he will do is he will lie. He will say, you know, that not what happened, um, you know, some other thing happened, some alternate reality. Then when really pressed up against the wall, he'll deny it. He'll just say it never existed. And then finally, of course, he always does this arrogant confession thing where he he steps out and, and essentially like a mafia boss. Dares you to uh, to challenge his great wisdom for doing whatever it is that he did. So, with regards to Clapper and his security clearance, that's precisely what you saw here in that tweet. I mean, he had gone around with Sarah, you know, Huckleberry Sanders, and had essentially said, you know, this was all, you know, within the commander in chief's constitutional authority, right? Not mentioning that. You know, this abuse could be an impeachable offense. It could be a crime, uh, you know, and also that it could go straight to the courts and these people could get their clearances back. You know, Trump comes out when confronted and then, you know, essentially arrogantly confesses, which is why you should always wait for the third tweet from Donald Trump. He'll tell you what he's thinking. Nice. So with regards to the clearances, of course it's personal. He does not like anyone. I mean, if you recall the comment that he made uh, a day later about Phil Mudd, the CNN version of Malcolm Nance, right? (laughs) Their their counterterrorism contributor from the the agency. And which I'm upset about because I have been trying to get a Trump tweet for at least two years now. (laughs) (laughs) I've got two books under my belt calling him a Russian asset. And I don't get nothing. And all it takes, I guess, is fighting with Paris Denard. So th- that happened, and he did the same thing, where he calls him essentially a loser and, and says these horrible things and says, "Maybe I should pull his clearance because he fought with Paris Dinard, right? Mm-hmm. So the, this, this behavior of Trump's is just something, first off, not normal, not normative, another, you know, article that should be online for his impeachment when sane people take back the Congress.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. I love that you have it down to his science, too.
2: <laughs> Actually, it's L4DAC, but I, I spared you the other three. So oh, the other yeah. three Ds that he uh, he involves in his lives.
1: Interesting. Yeah, and it's clearly an enemies list that he has, too. Trump also tweeted to Secretary of State Pompeo to look into the reclaiming of land in South Africa in regards to the government seizing land from white farmers. I know you're an expert on South Africa. Um, you're kind of an expert on everything. Can you uh, talk about that tweet and what he's referring to?
2: Yeah, well, I'm not so much an expert on South Africa, except that I've been there and I have some experience.
1: OK, okay. Uh, and,
2: and, and although as a private security contractor, I created the Peace Corps global security program and I started with Africa. So I know a little bit about how horrible the security environment can be there. But what Trump was pushing was a a, a white supremacist theme that comes directly from a white an alt-right white neo-Nazi group that operates in, in South Africa and has been pushed amongst the, the mainstream of you know the Afrikaners community. You know, the Afrikaans are the white South African um, descendants of the Boer Vortrekkers, the people who invaded South Africa, colonized it, then killed all the natives and took over all the land. And that issue is, is particularly fraught because not only is he saying that, you know, there was this, that white farmers are being killed in South Africa. He was saying that the government of South Africa unjustly is seizing the land of these farmers and doing this sort of 40 acres and a mule black redistribution of, of lands A la Zimbabwe. Robert Mugabe did that about 25 years ago, where he seized white farms and destroyed essentially the economy. Um, Trump plays into these themes because he's a white supremacist. Let's just be honest. Everybody sees that. And he caters to racists because he thinks that these themes, as he saw it, come from uh, Tucker Carlson, who walked back the theme the next day when the government of South Africa really hammered. Uh, the Trump administration. In fact, the government has not seized any land that was not compensated. Here's a little statistical fact. When apartheid ended in 1994, apartheid was the system of government where blacks were literally written into the law. They weren't even second class citizens, they were third class citizens. Uh, first class was the whites, descendants of the British and the Boers. Uh, the second class were the coloreds. Which are mixed race people or people from South Asia, you know, like uh, from the Indian subcontinent and any other place where they weren't black. And then third were the blacks, who, of course, are 45 million of the 55 million people in South Africa, right? (laughs) And those people had zero status. Their status were of essentially farm animals. And that system, which existed for almost 150 years, went away in 1994. But in doing away with that, one of the things they didn't do when they had their, their, you know, reconciliation was 94% of the land of South Africa was in the hands of 8% of the population. And, you know, South Africa has a horrific unemployment rate out of 45 million Blacks, 40% 40% are unemployed, so somewhere between 18 and 20 million men are not working. And that led to a phenomenally high crime rate because there's nothing to do if you want to eat but steal, right? Uh, when I was in Cape Town, which is a, a, a bastion of, of uh, diversity, um, you go outside that place and you go to any place, really. Um, there was a very high, high, high crime rate and a high murder rate, particularly in Johannesburg. I mean, that was very high. But the country is all farms, right? Whether it's wineries on the South Coast or the Southwest or big, you know, agrarian industrial farms of the Northwest towards uh, Mosa- uh, towards uh, N- Namibia. Hey, all the work is on farms in that country. And so, people were going and killing the only source of money that they could see. They would attack whites and and rob them. But they also were attacking blacks who worked on these farms. So technically, reams of murders were happening in farms. Uh, And so last year, though, was the lowest number of murders of farmers in South Africa's history. 50 and that's out of a population of 55 million. Wow. And the government has been trying to wean down some of this farmland and get some of this farmland legally through full compensation for these farms and then redistributing it so that they can start sharecropping. Because South Africa is an agrarian society. And they these people who are in these shanty towns they got nothing. All right? So best way to resolve the issue is that and and this white supremacist story went to tucker carlson and trump retweeted it and directed secretary of state pompeo to look into it and now you got south africa mad at you but look give trump some credit he actually figured out there was a in his mind there's a country named africa and the southerners are mad right He can, I don't think he can understand that there are actually forty-eight countries in South in Africa proper. That it's a continent, and that this particular one has this particular issue. Because he really should have been mad at Zimbabwe, right? Right. Who you know who really abuses people, but Robert Mugabe is a dictator. So maybe Trump just loves him. <laughs> he's, he's out of power. He's out of office, Mugabe. So, but his party still runs the place.
1: Yeah. That's crazy. Honestly, it, it's not an easy thing to uh, to resolve at all. And and I can imagine that Trump being, like you mentioned, a white supremacist, or at least, you know, capitalizing on this opportunity. It's not unlike him. It's not the first time that he, he's even retweeted a white supremacist idea before. So he has a history of using no. this to his advantage.
2: What he did was he equated their plight and was putting it in line with whites in the United States. Right. So he... he He almost is like evangelizing to uh, as a as a white savior for, you know, just for, I guess, whites all around the world in the same way that he evangelizes using the phrase protection of Christians in the Muslim world, like that one priest that he's having trouble with. That was that was detained in Turkey. Now he's on jihad against Turkey. Right. Another dictator that he liked until this issue was brought up to him by Franklin Graham and the Evangelicals. Now he hates them because they're Muslims. You know, this guy lives in a cartoon world mentally. Oh, and yeah. have you ever seen that 30 Rock episode where they ask, um, where, where they show everybody's view of 30 Rock as they see it in their head? <laughs> and, and Kenneth the Page, uh, by the way, 30 Rock, not a TV series, but a documentary about 30 Rock. Uh, <laughs> nice. There, it's really like that. But Kenneth the Page, when it comes to him, the entire world is made of Muppets. <laughs> That's sort of Donald Trump's worldview, where when he thinks of Africa, he thinks of, you know, Akhtari and, and you know, people riding in the belt and shooting elephants and, you know, uh, maybe, you know, this... H, you know, H. uh, Ryder, Haggard view, uh, H. Haggard, Ryder view of of the African Bush country with bongo drums and all that stuff. Technically Jumanji, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. So
2: (laughs) that's his cartoonish view of the world. He is easily the stupidest president ever elected. I mean, he makes uh, George W. Bush look like a Rhodes Scholar, but that would explain his actions and it's freaking dangerous. Because as I said on television, um, you know, I was on Hardball that same night. I said, look, the guys at the CIA Africa desk must just be pulling their hair out, you know, and and I'm sure there's no one at the State Department Africa desk. You know, they they got rid of them. They consolidated the entire continent. Into one desk with two guys and a coffee maker.
1: And really quickly, just one before I let you go, I wanted to uh, just mention you have a, a number one bestseller right now. Actually, the plot to destroy democracy. Um, Do you want to talk about that for a little bit?
2: Yeah. Well, uh, as most people, anyone that follows me on Twitter knows, uh, plot to destroy democracy is still in. It's in its tenth week on the New York Times bestsellers list. So, plot to destroy democracy is the is the deep read about. Not just how the Russians did it, how this was all very old KGB stuff, but how they completely co-opted Trump. As a matter of fact, Sebastian Unger's going around wait, Craig Unger, the journalist, is going around with his new book, House of Trump, House of Putin, saying, Aha, he says Trump is a Russian asset. Yeah, well, you know, you're two books behind there, buddy. But <laughs> so yeah, you know, absolutely. but mine comes from an intelligence perspective, his comes from Trump's dealings with the Russian mafia. So both books are good. So go get it because it will tell you just how horribly in danger we are. Should we lose this um, taking back the house this November? It could literally be the end of American democracy.
1: Absolutely. Well said. And I really appreciate that. You guys go check out that book. MSNBC contributor and counterintelligence expert Malcolm Nance. Thank you again for joining us. Hope to talk to you soon.
2: My pleasure. Bye bye.
1: Bye.
0: Also, on Tuesday, we got news about more 2018 midterm interference. And Jaleesa is going to go over that for us later in the show. But that was only the beginning of what I'm now calling Newsday Tuesday. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I couldn't think of
0: anything more clever. Doomsday for Trump Tuesday? No, no that was not quite work. Newsday Tuesday, uh, because Taco Tuesday is taken. Good point. <laughs> um, although you <laughs> may very well have celebrated with tacos uh, on Tuesday. Uh, and, and Trump didn't. No. Oh, no. Comfort no, food, goes, maybe. He'll stuff his face. Maybe a taco bowl to show that he loves Mexicans. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but as the News day Tuesday went on, we learned that Manafort was indeed found guilty on eight charges of bank and tax fraud. But that is just because one jurist was hung up on the remaining ten counts, and the judge declared a mistrial on those ten. Here's a clip of the reading of the verdict.
3: So, logically, if she was the same as a duck, she's made of wood and therefore a witch! A witch!
4: A witch! A witch! A witch!
0: Yeah! So so there are a few things we're waiting on. Um, one being whether or not the prosecution will retry those 10 counts, which they have the right to do, and they have until August 29th to decide. And now uh, that they know only one juror was the holdout on those 10 counts, that may influence their decision. They might be like, this would be way easy. Uh, we could do that. And we'll have to wait and see if Manafort is going to appeal the eight guilty counts. They have 30 days to decide. Uh, but by then, they'll be well into the trial in D.C., His second trial. And interestingly, his lawyers did not immediately announce an appeal. Usually they do. They just said, quote, Mr. Manafort is weighing all of his options. And to me, that's an obvious message to Trump saying, hey, if you're going to pardon me, bro, send me a sign. Come on, throw me a bone. (laughs) And Trump did. Trump tweeted Wednesday after that, that he thinks Manafort was treated unfairly and the justice system did him wrong. Uh, And he put justice in quotes. Um, It it was obvious to everyone it was a signal he'll pardon Manafort on the eight counts. That's five counts of tax fraud, two counts of bank fraud, and one count of failure to disclose a foreign bank account. That means they were hung on the cock count, which is worth it to me, um, (laughs) to be hung on cock. (laughs) When, uh, When Sarah Sanders was asked if Trump was considering a pardon, she said, quote, there have been no discussions on the White House grounds. And no one in the media picked up on that, but but we did. Here, listen to this clip um, from last week. And then Sarah Fuckface was asked today uh, (laughs) if a pardon was considered. And she said, quote, I swear to God, and no one's making a story out of this. And to me, this is huge news. She says, a pardon for Manafort was not discussed on White House grounds. Oh, shit. On the White House grounds. Like... Trump spends any time on the White House grounds. He was just in Bedminster, New Jersey. He makes a lot of bad decisions in Bedminster, New Jersey. (laughs) So, see, to me, she was saying they have discussed it, just not at the White House. And wouldn't you know it, this week, the Washington Post reported that Trump had actually discussed a pardon with his legal team while they were in Bedminster, New Jersey.
1: Sneaky, man. So,
0: ah, we called it. Yeah. She doesn't want to be a
4: liar anymore, man.
0: She, I think, yeah, you kind of see her going, I'm not going
1: to guarantee that. I No, I don't know anything about it. not on the White House grounds. Mm, mm-hmm. Not while I was there. The mental gymnastics she has to do to still lie but not totally lie. Is, but she used to just pivot. You're right. She used to just be like... Like, if they
0: asked her if if there was an N-word tape, could you guarantee? She would say, the president's been clear on this. Talk to outside
1: counsel. Mm -hmm.
0: But now she's like, I can't guarantee that. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, I'm going to get it on the
1: record that I'm not going to say that. I can't guarantee the tape is not in the Oval Office right now.
4: (laughs) I think that uh, Sarah has a sort of innocence that they're trying to say Pence has. I think she legitimately is just being completely lied to and is repeating that. I don't think that she's in actual lie, like complicit so i don't much. think she's i don't know i think that aware. sometimes she
0: knows what she says is a lie mm-hmm. but she has
4: to say it anyway yeah but um, she maybe not maybe she doesn't i don't think she knows the truth i guess i'm just saying i don't think she's going to go down criminally for all of this no story. i don't it's think she's going go saying. down criminally it's, i don't think she's
0: culpable at all because even lying to the public
1: is not a crime anyway
4: you know it'd be funny if she learned about her lies
1: from our podcast like she listened she's like oh my god
0: i had no idea <laughs> she's reflecting
1: yeah
4: <laughs>
0: Taken off her smoky eye in the mirror. Like, yeah, no, what have I done?
4: All of her podcasts are just, like, evangelical preacher ones, probably. Yeah. Nothing against that. I just think that's what she does in her full Yeah. She really loves I Jesus.
0: I think she's a Satanist. I think she's a piece of shit. <laughs> so... Sure, Trump could pardon Manafort, but there's a lot of balls in the air right now. No pun intended, <laughs> Pecker. Uh, the prosecution could decide to retry the 10 counts, right? Or they could hand them off to the state attorney general. And then if he's convicted, he couldn't be pardoned because Trump can't pardon state crimes. Mm. Not to mention, he has a way bigger trial with massive consequences, five times as much evidence. We thought it was going to be a thousand pieces of evidence. Turns out to 2,100 pieces of evidence uh, coming up in September on the 17th in DC and the jury will not be as kind as they were in virginia this is dc they went 96 percent for hillary or some shit like that Ooh. 94 96 one of those two fuck yeah
4: uh s- them in manafort says <laughs> <laughs> Give still one of those texas jurors <laughs> yeah. still,
0: still an a uh yeah bussing, and busing them in they're paid voters uh and finally don't forget about The superseding indictments. And this is conjecture, of course, but I'm 100% sure there will be more indictments for Manafort for crimes of collusion. But as we discussed before, it might not be jail Manafort's afraid of. It might be Putin. Um, and also important to note, is what cases Mueller has handed off and what he's kept. On Maddow's Tuesday night show, she said it was just the Manafort case he's kept and everything else has been handed off. I'd like to point out that, yes, um, that indicates that Manafort, the Manafort case will lead to crimes of collusion with Russia, but it's important to note that Mueller has also held on to the Stone investigation. It's not just the... The Manafort, he's he's, he's held on to the Stone investigation, Stonehenge, mm-hmm. and he's doing the obstruction case. Um, but in any case, everything he is hanging on to has to do with Russian collusion so that he can maintain the appearance of staying within his scope, even though he, he can investigate and has perfect right to investigate anything that arises. But he wants that appearance so people can't poke holes in it. People are still walking around going... Cohen has nothing to do with Russia nothing to do with Russia and you're like yeah that's I'm like that's why Mueller's not investigating it exactly it's not Mueller shut your hole it's mm-hmm. the southern district of New York he handed it off mm-hmm. remember we call it evidence
4: laundering yeah. yeah yeah well it's because people have this whole narrative that Mueller's sole purpose is to just undermine Trump in any way possible so they're just making the assumption <clears throat> that if something is unfavorable to Trump that Mueller is then going to have some jurisdiction over it yeah well he 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 does but he's handed these off, so yeah. they're just wrong. Because his goal isn't to fuck Trump over. It's just to come to the truth. To be fair. Yeah,
0: yeah and he doesn't want any appearance of being outside his j- jurisdiction on that. So so Manafort, in my opinion, is central to Mueller's Russia probe, and he's working really hard to flip him. Remember, quote, Cyprus as an in inter... Uh, the note that he wrote during the <laughs> VesselNet Skya meeting. Yeah. And imagine the conspiracy that occurred there. We, we Using Cyprus as an intermediary to pay who? Russia for setting up DC leaks? Probably. And Gucci for 2.0? Definitely. Um, actually, they're both definitely. <laughs> we, we can't forget that Manafort worked for free so he could offer private briefings on the campaign to Oleg Deripaska, who he owed like $19 million for. Will this make whole? Uh, that's a weird way to put it, but that's what he said. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's proven in
4: his emails and video released by Nastya Ribka. I, I, do we have an update on her? Oh, yeah. Pretty uh, exciting one. Ooh. So when she was in Thai prison, she's, she's finally starting to go to court now. She's, again, just a reminder. She's there being charged with setting up and it, basically not a sex ring or anything, but teaching sex classes and promoting sexual intercourse. Oh, sex is ed. Is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're not okay with that. <laughs> Sex on the beach. (laughs) Yes. Um, So the update, she, just a reminder, she's the one who back in February claimed that she had secret audio that she had recorded of Deripaska when she was being an escort for him that would essentially corroborate and reveal Russian collusion with the Trump campaign. So uh, the update from her is when people were asking her in court if she had that information still, she said, I've given all that stuff over to Deripaska, and basically he's given me, uh, or he promised to give me stuff so I don't speak. <laughs> she has really broken English. Wow. This is her, this is her quote. Uh, okay, so she says, uh, he gave her a little something to keep quiet. He promised me a little something already. If he do that, then there will be no problem. But if he don't, she said before shrugging and smiling. She also shrugged and smiled when asked if she had kept her own copies of the information. I bet it's a little something. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that he's going to give her. That'd be so funny if he's like <laughs> trying to literally just give her sex. <laughs> <laughs> he give me a little something. Yeah. And I, then, bet, I bet. And then when they asked uh, what material she had, she just said, you'd have to ask Pasca." Wow. All yeah. right. Where is he? <laughs> yeah that's it yeah exactly we'll arrest him she is facing up to 10 years though which is kind of insane yeah no well,
0: i'm surprised she's still alive uh that that he had gotten to her and told her to change her story and that
1: she's still living means that he probably likes her yeah it's cute i mean he did hire oh. her in the first
4: place so you know there's that yeah well <laughs> it's a love story uh, in exactly. the strangest place <laughs> let's make a movie have J Loby in it. did she has such a devious smile too, and all the photos of her, she's always like side looking at the camera, just mm. smirking. Well that's lesson one in Sex Coach class is oh, how to yeah. be coy. Yeah. Yeah. Give the side eye and the, mm-hmm. That's right.
1: She's an Instagram model. She knows what she's doing.
0: Yeah, she's yeah. also
4: a fucking troll. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Super troll. Uh yeah. Well, thanks for that update. Mm-hmm. Um but the news did not stop coming on Newsday Tuesday. Representative Duncan Hunter from San Diego's fiftieth district, the guy running against Amr Kappa who we've had on the show and was lovely was indicted on over sixty counts of campaign finance violations by spending over two hundred fifty thousand dollars of campaign money on personal shit, weird personal shit too, like a three thousand dollar bill at, at a restaurant for tequila shots and a like a pizza or something. And there was some other <laughs> wow, some one food item. Um, 30 tequila shots. That's insane. Um, it, it reminds me of when I used to work in fancy hotels and some guy would be hitting on a lady and, and then he'd cut barkeep and he'd snap his fingers, which is so great. We love that. <laughs> he'd be like, uh, two shots of your finest tequila. And I'm like, should I tell him it's $185 a shot? <laughs> nah. Pour yeah. it. Be like, that's well, going to be $370, please. And he's like,
2: what? Yeah. And the ladies
0: all here at Cheapskate. It's just really fun. That I wonder if hilarious. he left a tip no <laughs> no definitely not eight cents I don't I, I'm, <laughs> and he's doing shots of like yeah, $185 like, tequila get a job <laughs> I did that once on a date though somebody bought me Johnny Walker Blue Label and I just shot it and they're just like what are you doing and I'm like what well, is delicious whiskey I'm putting it in my belly fast
4: yes it's Like it's all $25 all
0: a shot I'm like okay what do you want 25 bucks mm-hmm.
4: I'm still gonna shoot it <laughs> yeah I don't want to be here for long I'm just getting the free drink <laughs>
0: Really, I would have just taken the cash.
4: (laughs) Uh, So here's
0: some other things that came out about Duncan Hunter. We found out he told the Navy to go fuck itself. The whole Navy. Yeah, the entire Navy. When <laughs> when he wanted to go to Italy and he asked for a tour of some naval inst- installation so that he could make it for work. They spent $14,000 in Italy. I think this is true. Or I, I mean, I know what he said was true, but I think this; these are the, the details. Context, yeah. I, I might be hazy on them. But apparently he asked for this tour and the Navy's like, no, we don't do that. And he said the Navy can go fuck itself. Damn. The Navy's like,
4: already on it. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, already did it. You're Have you welcome. seen our
0: boss? <laughs> <laughs> I saved my country. <laughs> um, and he's blaming his crimes on his wife. What a pile of shit. Oh, she takes care of the finances. Oh, so you're completely incompetent. And the only person who can do math in your house is a woman. And she's a criminal. Yeah. Because you don't want to be. You're-
1: Weirdly feminist, but yeah, <laughs> criminal. That's brutal, dude. Just yeah, threw her shit. right
0: under the bus. <laughs> and he's ter- he's paying his legal fees with campaign funds. What a dick. <laughs> how, how can he do that?
4: I don't know, but I hope he rots in jail. I mean, if he at least just reports it, he's allowed to, right? Uh, no. No,
0: is he not? <laughs> you, you're not allowed to pay legal fees with campaign funds. Oh, good to know. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's illegal. Hmm. Uh, but wait, there's more. The hits kept coming um, (laughs) on Tuesday as Michael Cohen surrendered himself to the FBI and then pleaded guilty to eight counts of bank and tax fraud and two counts of campaign finance violations. And I'll go over that later in the show. It's absolutely fantastic. It's the story of the week, I think. Then more stuff happened Tuesday night, including... Mueller suspending the sentencing of Flynn again. Flynn again. He's putting it off until November. Uh, That's another bad sign for Trump. Easily the worst day of his presidency, Tuesday. Mark August 21st on your sexy justice calendars. I think it will go down as a red letter day in the history (laughs) of the United States. Seriously, it's a watershed day. And all this happened on his way to West Virginia for one of his Nazi rallies. Of course, he didn't mention any of it, but instead they chanted lock her up.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Oh, the irony. Yeah, yeah. So
1: facts don't matter, Steele. Got it, got Lock it. Lock us up. Just doesn't have the same <laughs> ring to it, I guess. And they they don't want
0: to waste all the Hillary prison uniforms that they Oh, have. good point. They already ordered them custom made. Yeah, yeah, all yeah, the actors yeah. they paid to dress in as Hillary and fair enough, wear fair a stripy suit because we still wear stripy suits in prison. <laughs> The only good news for Trump came Wednesday, and it's not even really good news, but the prosecution asked for an extension to hand over the 2,100 pieces of evidence they plan to use in the Manafort case in D.C. They're like, it's an overwhelming amount of evidence. We'll get it to you as soon as we can. We've been waiting for this since a week ago Friday, uh, and it's still not out as of today, Saturday, when we record. Wednesday, we watched Trump take a shit all over Jeff Sessions. (laughs) (laughs) Big Cleveland steamer on his chest. But this time, Sessions fired back. Saying it's justice, bro. There's no friends in justice. It's not show friends. It's
3: show business.
0: I'm kidding. Um, Basically, though, <laughs> he, he's. He, I'm paraphrasing. He he said the Justice Department will not be improperly influenced. After that, there was a lot of discussion about whether or not Trump is going to fire Sessions, and something weird happened. Lindsey Graham crackers. That's what I'm calling him now. Lindsey Graham crackers who only a year ago said that if Trump fired Sessions, there would be hell to pay. That was his quote, not mine. Hell to pay. He has now made a stunning reversal, saying maybe it's time for a fresh face in the Justice Department. And I would speculate that he was hacked by Russia, uh, back when they hacked the DNC and the DCCC, and we know the RNC was hacked, he was one of them, I think. That's my conjecture. And we know he's taken campaign donations from the Russians. So watch for him to continue to fold. I think that's why he's made this reversal. He used to hate Trump, talk out of Trump all the time. I think somebody showed him his emails and said, we're going to release these if you don't you know, play nice. I think he is. So uh, some of Trump's dingleberries have advised him not to fire <laughs> Sessions until after the midterms. But that could backfire. Um, I think if you think uh, Rudy Giuliani, he think about this. He set a time limit of September 1st. Remember when he said you have until September 1st to wrap up this investigation or there will be hell to pay. Uh, and so that basically means that he wants Mueller to stop dropping indictments after September 1st, because it's too close to the election. It could have an influence on the election that actually could have prompted prosecutors to light proverbial fires under their asses, which might have led to this glorious Justice week we're having. Um, And by that logic, if Trump floats the idea of firing sessions after the midterms and Mueller catches wind, which I'm sure he has, it might prompt him to bring out charges prior to the midterms. Then if all that weren't enough, Trump tweeted at Jeff. He called him Jeff, which is weird. <laughs> Come on, Jeff. And he told him to investigate Hillary and his other critics. Um, and that's insane. His tweets escalated as the week went on, continuing the pressure on Sessions to investigate Hillary. It seems like he's building a case to fire him. That's what it seems like to me. Totally. I asked him to investigate Hillary and the crooked Dems. I asked him to look into Uranium One. I asked him to look into the crookedness and the collusion collusion of uh, Hillary and Russia. We all know what happened. And he didn't, so I fired him. And I, I just feel like I feel that's coming.
4: Yeah. It would make a Rosen lot of science. sense.
0: Yeah. But this week did not let up on the Trump family, you guys. The dominoes started falling Uh, continued to fall. As Thursday, we learned that Pecker was given immunity. Uh, Pecker is David Pecker. He is the head of AMI, American Media, Inc. He runs the National Enquirer. um, And I'll go over Pecker (laughs) uh, later in the show when we talk about Cohen. But wait, There is more. Also Thursday, we learned that the Manhattan Attorney General is working on filing criminal charges against the Trump Organization and two executives from the Trump Organization in connection with Cohen's hush money payments to Stormy Daniels. The case would center on how the Trump Organization accounted for the reimbursement to Cohen for the $130,000 payoff he made after taking out a second mortgage on his home. <laughs> and we'll go into Cohen details later on, like I said, but it's important to note that the New York State AG's office also moved to open a criminal investigation into whether Cohen violated tax law. And two things I want you to know here. Trump cannot pardon these crimes because they're not federal, they're state and something i didn't know until just this week new york's double jeopardy laws do not apply to tax crimes nice at all so if they're tried in federal court you can retry them in state court for tax crimes without having to without having to wait on that legislation where they're trying to give a you know a uh, an exemption for pardons to federal crimes to prosecute Hell yeah that's amazing
4: yeah that's fucking awesome
0: Not to mention, these state investigations could be complicated because of the three other open inquiries into Trump, including the federal investigation into Cohen, the Mueller investigation, and the lawsuit filed by the state attorney general, Barbara Underwood, against the Trump Foundation, which is different than the Trump Organization. That's the, the charity thing, and they were using charitable funds all illegal.
4: Yeah. Right. All illegal. <laughs> <laughs> all illegal-like. Like, most nonprofits, sadly.
0: Yeah, yeah. True. And the IRS doesn't have enough funding to to look into it. Mm -hmm. Then, if all that weren't enough, we found out that Weisselberg was given immunity. Weisselberg is Trump's longtime CFO for the Trump Organization, and we'll cover him when we go over Cohen a bit later. It's hard to save the Cohen story for hot notes when so much news (laughs) this week relates to it. So relevant. And I'll talk about it later. We will. I'll get to it, I swear. (laughs) See? After all that, Fox News was strangely quiet. Uh, the only thing they reported on during that whole couple of days was the murder of Molly Tibbets, who Trump used as a pawn in his political rallies this week, saying she was killed by an illegal immigrant to drum up fear and xenophobia. Tibbetts' family is pushing back, saying that her murderer's legal status has nothing to do with her death. And they're very upset Trump is using her murder to stoke fear, saying evil comes in every color. No one mentions the Iowa dairy farmer that employed him. uh, And what's up with Republicans politicizing death when they come at us every time we want to discuss gun control after school shootings? Like, where's that? Like, why? How is it cool now? Mm -hmm. I guess they're saying that if this guy had paid a fee and signed a piece of paper, he wouldn't be a murderer, which is the dumbest (laughs) thing ever. And if they weren't so busy caging toddlers, perhaps border security would have the resources to actually stop criminals at the border instead of separating and subsequently trying to reunite refugee families. It's clear what their agenda is. It's to make money for private contractors and ignite their base with racism. It's well documented that American citizens are responsible for way more violent crime in this country. And it's disgraceful and it pisses me off. And I think Jordan Tiemann said it best on Twitter, posting, quote, Molly Tibbetts was murdered because she told a man to leave her alone while she was jogging. But because he was an illegal immigrant, you all want to advocate for border control instead of the root of the problem, which is violence towards women who say no.
4: Thank
1: you. That's... Yes. Okay. really
4: pisses me off. Did yeah. she did she say no? I saw that he had been following her in his car for a while before well, it happened. Yeah, just like leave me alone. Yeah. No, yeah, not yeah. interested. I was just wondering if. Now, there was and and word? and
0: it might not have I, I mean, I can't say that he was just a nice fella trying to have a date, make a date. Right. And uh then got told no and then violently lashed out or if right. he was already premeditatedly following her to murder her yeah but fucking leave us alone yeah exactly yeah i think it's a male issue we got headphones on just go away Mm
4: -hmm. no murders no dates yeah just leave us alone yeah
0: and don't say good for you when I'm jogging either. That's I'm done with that. Oh my god, you get that's ridiculous. <laughs> not anymore. That's how I know I've met my fitness goal. <laughs> oh no. I don't get good for you anymore. Ugh God. But we're not done yet. <laughs> Late Friday we learned that the door guy that knew about Trump's love child with his housekeeper, I can't believe these words are coming out of my mouth. <laughs> has been released from his contract with AMI. So now he's free to tell his story. And I have this image in my head from the movie Ghostbusters where Walter Peck from the EPA shuts down the protection grid and releases all the ghosts loose on Manhattan? Well, instead of Peck, it's Pecker. And instead of a protection grid, he opens his safe and releases all of his catch-and-kill stories. And I I think we're going to see a lot more of these, so put some beans on it.
4: Most definitely.
2: These men are consummate snowball artists. They use sense and nerve gases to induce hallucinations. People think they're seeing ghosts. And they call these bozos who conveniently show up to
3: deal with the problem with a fake electronic light show. Everything was fine with our system until the power grid was shut off by Dickless here. They caused an explosion.
2: Is this true? Yes, it's true. This man has no dick.
0: Finally, before we go to break, I wanted to switch gears to take a minute and thank John McCain for his service to our country. This week, he and his family have decided to end the brain cancer treatment he's been receiving for the past year. McCain and I pretty much never agreed on policy, um, but he was a hero. He was the recipient of the Bronze Star, the Silver Star, a Purple Heart, the Flying Cross. Uh, He was a prisoner of war for over five years in Hanoi. And then went on to a life, an entire life of public service. The only people who criticize him are those that have never served in the military or had never met him. Except, you know, unless you're talking politically and we can disagree respectfully. And while he and I rarely see eye to eye, I believe he truly loved this country. And despite Trump's attempt to throw 33 million people off of their health insurance, McCain defied his party and gave that dramatic thumbs down on the, on the repeal of Obamacare on the Senate floor in the wee hours of the morning, surprising us all and reminding us all of what it means to be a public servant. So our sympathies and gratitude go out to him and his family in these final days. Fair winds and following seas, shipmate. Rest easy. We have the watch now. We'll be right back. <clears throat> Hey, Muller junkies, thank you so much for supporting our show and supporting women in podcasting. I need to ask you for a quick favor that will not cost you a dime. Please head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a rating, and then subscribe. That simple act goes a long way to helping us get the word out about the Mueller investigation, and more importantly, it expands our efforts to flip Congress blue in November. And don't forget, follow us on Twitter at MuellerSheWrote to be automatically entered to win a PlayStation 4. Don't ask. Thank you so much for listening. We would not be here without you. All right. Welcome back. Awesome. Hot notes. Today, Jordan is going to go over the weirdness of the Trump Fox interview, uh, along with what's up with Rudy Giuliani this week. But first, Jalisa has an update for us on the 2018 midterm election Russian interference. Jalisa?
1: Oh yeah. So on Tuesday, Microsoft reported yet another Russia-linked spear phishing email attack during the 2018 midterms, but this time the targets were conservative groups, specifically the Hudson Institute and the International Republic Institute. They also targeted uh, some members of the U.S. Senate. But Microsoft's president, Brad Smith, said that he believes this attack was less about helping one particular political party over another, but instead, quote, more fundamentally focused on disrupting democracy, which we've talked about on the show before. It reminds me of that Dark Knight quote, some men just want to watch the world burn. (laughs) That's Putin. So on Tuesday, the FBI also made a statement about the investigation. They said they are aware of Microsoft's actions to disrupt the sites. However, they wouldn't confirm whether they were working with Microsoft to fight off the hackers. We did learn from Microsoft's court filings that the hackers used the fake websites sometime after April 20th and that there are no signs that their attempts were successful. Both groups uh, were on high alert for spear phishing scams such as these. They believe since they have pro-democracy agendas, that makes them a pretty likely target for dictators like Putin. And the spokesperson for Hudson Institute, David Tell, said, quote, we're glad that our work is attracting the attention of bad actors. It means we're having an effect, presumably. David Tell? from Yeah. The, oh, not David tell David Tell. Oh, <laughs> Slight difference, I was right. was say, hey, David Tell, what's up? I didn't know you were
0: switching over to politics, <laughs> he man. He wears many hats, yeah. So very cool. So he does the bar thing, and then he yeah. does this
1: in his spare time. I like Exactly, it. exactly. Yeah. So um, in other words, for that quote, it's like, you know, haters going to hate, dictators going to dictate. And the Russian foreign ministry uh, did respond to these reports, calling them a witch hunt. Oh, super original. And they said that Microsoft did not present any proof of Russian involvement because, quote, there can't be any. That's their big rebuttal. We, we destroyed all the evidence. There can't be any. Because I said so. <laughs> yeah, basically. So we do know that the H- Hudson Institute is a very outspoken critic of the Kremlin. In April, they published a report titled, Countering Russian Kleptokreptokreptokreptokreptokreptokreptokreptokreptokreptokreptokreptokreptokreptokreptokreptokreptokreptokreptokreptokreptokreptokreptokreptokreptokreptokreptokreptokreptokrept kleptocracy. What a weird word. I've never, I always want to say kleptocracy. But uh, basically, they wrote an article outlining the ways that we can and should punish Russia for its political corruption. So very blatant, they were against them. And uh, then the International Republican Institute, which trains foreign political parties how to run elections and govern their mission is to improve public confidence in elections. So basically, Putin's nightmare. (laughs) Not to mention, one of the Institute's six board members is Mitt Romney. And we all know how he feels about Russia. I know, yeah. White horse
4: prophecy. Exactly.
1: So these guys got hacked. They're conservative think tanks, but because of their kind of pro-democracy agenda, they're still,
4: I know, right?
0: It's like, it it just sucks. We should tell everyone what the white horse prophecy is. There's a, a, a Mormon prophecy. I didn't know this because I just, I made up this thing where I was like, you know what should happen is in order to get Trump impeached, we'll flip the house, right? But we need 67 votes in the Senate. So that means that if Mitt Romney wins Utah and Mitt Romney hates Trump, he needs to bring like nine of his friends over to vote for the for the impeachment for removal after impeachment and i called it the romney nine and then we have apparently we have a lot of uh, ex-mormons who listen to this podcast and they said you know what that's a prophecy it's called the white horse prophecy where joseph smith said that the constitution of the united states will be hanging by a thread and a mormon will ride in on a white horse and save the day yeah Dude, i'm all down guy. for
4: mormonism if it saves our country let's fucking get this done i'll give him yeah. a high five nice i love it so the answer interne- oh sorry no sorry. go ahead please do uh, side note i learned that recently now mormons would no longer like to be called mormons they want to be called uh for it's like you know church of latter-day saints or oh, church of no. jesus christ and yeah they don't like, want it to be mormon because that's like anymore.
1: oriental or hispanic or something it's like almost derogatory at this point <laughs> i don't point. know
4: maybe it's because of their ties to like flds fair enough i don't know though yeah yeah. yeah. just you know switching it up i Isn't dig that
1: it a feminine spray Oh,
4: that's FDS.
1: <laughs>
0: FDS woman. Nice. All right, everyone over 40, sing along. FDS. Oh, sorry, I'm just kidding. Sorry, please continue. Oh, thank you, um, thank you. Weird. We got into Mormons and vaginas. We'll
1: bring yes. it back to the election. Absolutely. <laughs> so the uh, president of the International Republican Institute, Daniel Twinning, <laughs> said in a state, I know. The Hashtag Twinning. Yeah. Donald Trump's like, Ugh, so For jealous. Bert. I want that last name. <laughs> oh, yeah. So he said in a statement that the hacking is, quote, clearly designed to sow confusion, conflict and fear among those who criticize Putin's authoritarian regime. So, yeah, spot on about that. And uh, Microsoft calls <laughs> the hack. So this is interesting. We usually call them Fancy Bear or AP-28, but Microsoft knows them as Str- Strontium. Steve.
0: No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> Sorry, Microsoft yeah. knows him
1: as who? The name is strontium or strontium. Spell it for me. S T R O N T I U M. Strontium or strontium. Strontium. Yeah. strontium. Stront- that's, that's their name for fancy bear. Strontium. Yeah, I didn't know we had different names like that. Why like that? they have a di- Fucking Microsoft never compatible with anything. <laughs> uh-huh. that's Actually, that's point. more Apple. But <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay.
4: It's so, still funny.
1: This group, though, like, Astronium, <laughs> they're tied to the GRU. And Smith said that they have no doubt in their minds who's responsible for this, you know, Russia. And Microsoft has actually been in a legal battle, battle with Astronium since they sued it in 2016. And just last year, Microsoft obtained court approval to seize certain fake websites created by the hackers. And with the help of the courts, Microsoft has been able to shut down 84 fake websites so far. Nice. Yeah. So, you know, all this uh, said... Microsoft also announced on Tuesday that they are offering free cybersecurity protection to all U.S. political candidates, campaigns, oh my and other man. political I organizations. The, I
0: just imagine the DNC, they have that pop-up that says, do you want to renew your McAfee <laughs> virus protection? You, Russia is coming. <laughs>
4: That's a very Mc, good point. McAfee,
0: however yeah. you say it. McAfee, yeah.
4: McAfee. They should really make notifications that look less hackish. Their notifications are like low resolution and, and very, look really you know, sketchy. Yeah, very well, basic. Well, how about like never change
0: your password unless you ask your IT professional? Yeah, just yeah.
4: Don't mm-hmm. don't do it,
1: man. Or just use Gmail. This I seems say. to be
0: every single thing you've reported on has been a spear phishing expedition.
1: Totally. So just don't change your password, you know? Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, but that's basically it. That's the update there, and um, you know we'll probably keep getting hacked if we don't do anything about it with the money we're supposed to spend on cyber terrorism. Mm-hmm. So yeah,
4: that's that. It's at least we're aware of it. I exactly. Guess. It's just you know checking it off yeah. tallying.
1: <laughs> yeah.
4: Speaking of fake Russian accounts too, I read that regarding the Molly Tibbetts story. As soon as that came out, a like. All of the fake Russian Twitter accounts came on and started peddling that oh. narrative. That- yeah.
0: If Russian bots and David Duke retweets you, you you're wrong. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Thank you for that, Julissa. Thank you. Very much. Jordan, what do you have for us on Trump and his weird ass interview with Fox and yeah. lube in the truth with Giuliani? Oh,
4: yeah. So this is a, I'm going to start with Trump because it leads into Giuliani's couple comments but this is my favorite interview i've ever seen donald trump do i think for a couple reasons yeah what are your reasons number one honestly it's the most articulate i've seen him which is uh i'm not saying that in a good way more so that i it's indicative to me i think that it's like he understands it's serious business now sort of and he's not flippantly answering questions like he's on
0: message yes
4: like he's got his lies totally you know concise and he has all of the responses that he needs to peddle out he was efficient in his words and uh, it, as much as that's a bummer, because I think it was honestly probably more effective for his base than most of his interviews. It's a sign to me that he's fucking scrambling. That might be the first work he's done, yeah. in his life. <laughs> yeah, was memorizing those lines. Hmm. Huh. Also, obviously, he's a crackpot, so you know, I wow. say this all with a salt. because
0: that's work, you know, mm-hmm. to memorize lines, stay on message.
4: Yeah. Um. So yeah cnn did a great piece of they They had like a op-ed piece pulling their 36 favorite you know quotes like the most outrageous things he said in this interview so i'm going to use that as a format to go on because i have some of my favorites and it was a it's like a 15 minute long interview so you can go back and watch it we'll put it in the newsletter but starting off we're just going to go down the line here first quote okay so he's talking to fox and friends host um i don't even know how to say her first name blonde mctits and, and. <laughs> oh that's good her last name's Earned Blonde heart, McWhite, and she has yeah. She should have a wider first name. Blonde McWhite tits, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Only her tits are white.
0: Blonde McFoundation <laughs> yeah, doesn't match it's... my neck tits exactly. <laughs> I'm sorry.
4: No, it's okay.
0: You think you're white? You could get your foundation right. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong.
4: Maybe <laughs> I mean, it's hard being white. Ag. You oh, well, you're translucent. I mean, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So.
0: And you that's know, your joke. I just totally stole no, from no,
4: you. no. It's totally fine. I did, ma- I did do that joke, and then there was a black woman in the crowd, and she started like making a face, like please, It's because I made the joke that it's hard being white, and I was Aww. like, nah, I can't go into the irony I'm saying this with right now, but I hope she just knows <laughs> you're like it's a joke. She's just yeah. go for the ride, black lady. Yeah. <laughs> no, but then I'm like also like go
1: yeah. for the ride, black lady. It's <laughs> <laughs> <There's>
4: humor. It's <laughs> yeah. a comedy show. If I could give a black person a chance to express anger with white people, I will obviously let that happen. <laughs>
0: like anyone's going to seriously get up on stage that's not Donald Trump and say how hard it is to <laughs> yeah, be white yeah. with any kind of a straight face or or you know actual actually yeah. meaning that. Oh I my understand why so people are
4: traumatizing. I can't blame him. So, <laughs> all right. Tr- Christianity is under
0: attack were so the white businessmen.
4: So. <laughs> uh, okay, so Trump goes on uh, with Fox and Friends. This is his favorite place to go. Obviously, we had his, <laughs> some of his best interviews come out of this show. Okay, so he says a bunch of things. First thing I want to talk about He says, I've always had, this is in response to, you know, being asked how he's holding up, and he says, I've always had controversy in my life, and I've always succeeded. I've always won. I've always won. Hmm. Douchebag. You always cheat. Great way to start. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because, and someone, I forget who it was, but they were talking about this. This quote just exemplifies how important uh, just the winning part is to him. He doesn't care how he gets there. He doesn't care... What happens along the way is I mean, only I always, metric for success is being on top. I always won Heads Up 7-Up, but because I cheated and looked at people's shoes. <laughs> I looked at I had, a, I had
0: a, a complete... I was undefeated.
4: hmm Yeah. Because I cheated. Right. Undefeated because you cheated. Yeah. It's his favorite issue. Write one for him. You're a good musician. Um, also, something to note in this quote, he admits that he's always had controversy in his life. Red flag. Why are you saying that? Mm-hmm. Maybe I take back everything I said before about this being one of his better enemies. <laughs> well it's more the most honest, I guess. <laughs> well, yeah, it's the most honest. It yeah. gets he gets, you know, better at staying on brand as it continues. Don't people right. understand if they always have
0: drama and controversy in their life that it might be them? yeah
4: oh of course it's him that's how he wants it i guess that's true because he always wins Mm -hmm. i don't think i've ever heard him be like i don't know what it is about me there's just always controversy you know it's it's never that he owns it yeah he's like yeah i do and i fucking win every time he invites it because he sees it as a chance to come on top and fucking cheat exactly fucking weasel all right anyway (laughs) (laughs) um then he goes on a rant about the media, obviously, because it's not an interview with Trump unless he, you know, starts knocking the media. He says, "quote They like to cover nonsense." To which the Fox interviewer responds, "Yes, right," which is hilarious because it's like, she's so the meta. media. Yeah, like, wow, it's so funny because they don't make was any distinction. she saying that non-ironically? Yes. Oh, fuck. She my was just increasing. <laughs> I th- I mean it's because he's done such a good job with equating media with you know liberal left. everything but Fox News yeah media. exactly yeah, yeah. yeah what is Fox if not a media organization mm, the I and mean, they're definitely not a media organization. they're the ones
0: who who won the Supreme Court challenge to be able to lie as a news organization yep. yeah. they mm-hmm. were
4: the
1: ones who did that
4: so okay. Yeah. Alex Jones can thank them mm-hmm. except not anymore I don't think
1: Canada even airs Fox News because of that
4: I, I heard some country thank you Canada that's a, yeah. Uh, All right. Then he goes on. So she asks Trump about his relationship with Cohen, right? So he completely downplays his relationship with Cohen, saying that Cohen was just one of many, many, many attorneys that he has, right? This is what he says, quote, Cohen was somebody that was probably with me for about 10 years and I would see him sometimes. Hmm. Sometimes, he says. (laughs) There are so many fucking how many documents did they seize from Cohen's office? 4 million. Thank you. <laughs> sometimes there's not enough time in the world for you to only see Cohen sometimes. You fucking liar. Alright, moving on. There's so much here. So Welcome to our gonna...
0: unbiased reporting.
4: <laughs> yeah, oops, sorry. Um, I'm Jordan Coburn and I am biased. We can uh, say that. Alright, he also goes on to say that Cohen made the deals. Cohen always made the deals. Which I guess effectively. Sometimes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, okay, so then he goes on to talk about the two counts that Cohen pled guilty to, and Trump says, quote-unquote, those two counts aren't even a crime. They weren't campaign finance. This is a uh, demonstration of his gross misunderstanding of the law and specifically campaign finance laws. Federal judge says it was a crime. Absolutely. It's absolutely... What he does... He doesn't understand... He just does not understand the laws. If it wasn't a crime, the judge would have said, that's not a crime. You're out of here. Yeah, exactly. When Cohen... Said what he did, mm-hmm. and I think what he goes on to say shows what he really means when he says that it's not a lot. And what he's what he's trying to say is it's not a big deal, really, you know, exactly because it's a crime I committed. So I'm telling you, it's not a big deal. He says, uh, "Quote unquote, if you look at President Obama, he had a massive campaign violation, but he had a different Attorney General, and they viewed it a lot differently." Just a fact check here, Obama's campaign fi- uh, finance violation, he was fined 375000 by the FCC in 2013 for failure to file 48-hour contribution reports. These are donations made within the final weeks of the campaign that totaled $1.3 million. So that's one thing. And then there's Trump's thing, which is uh, hush money payments to, <laughs> to keep someone to influence the election. exactly to keep a story of him having an extramarital affair out of the news right before his election. So fuck off. <laughs> Alright, <clears throat> unbiased Alright, so then the next quote He says, uh, but when What Michael Cohen pled to weren't even Campaign related, they weren't crimes We just went over that, they were And they were <laughs> uh, Alright next quote for 30 40 years i've been watching flippers he calls them (laughs) slipper the dolphin that's so cute (laughs) yeah everything's wonderful and then they get 10 years in jail and then they flip on whoever the next highest one is or as high as you can go so this is going to be trump's narrative moving forward he's going to say that anyone that flips on him is doing it because they're being faced with a larger sentence and if they can talk badly about someone that's higher up they're gonna get a lesser sentence. I like his description of their life. Everything's great, and then you're in jail for ten years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nothing in between. Kind of missed that part where they committed crimes. Mm-hmm. And you know, he also says in the interview, he says, "I've had lots of friends that have been in this situation. Lots of friends. Who the hell are your friends? The mob. Why would you admit that? The best people, oh, you know. Yeah. They're not criminals. Exactly. Uh, then he talks about how flipping. He says, quote, "It almost out to be. It almost ought to be outlawed. Ugh. It's not fair." To which Giuliani has to go and cover his ass later in an interview this week saying, uh, I don't think Trump is <laughs> he understands sort of, you know, he says, don't hold Trump to this. Basically, he's not an attorney. He doesn't understand the importance of flipping. Not to <laughs> mention the fact that Trump has been a flipper and FBI informant he's in flipped. his past life. It's a piece of shit. He's flipped like a few times I, I heard. Yeah. Yep. All right. OK. So i will try trying to go through these so quickly there's so much holy shit all right so then trump manages to you know work in his issues with Mueller personally says that uh he had a really nasty business transaction with me which he never reported i've been talking about it he never reports it he says that Mueller is ridden with conflicts yeah yet he interviewed him to be head of the fbi after that absolutely okay and this is what the major conflict, conflict. was. It, it was, uh, we've reported on this before, there was dispute over fees at one of Trump's golf clubs when the former FBI Director Mueller resigned his membership in 2011. So scandalous. You dick. Yep. All right, moving on. <laughs> he gets asked about Manafort, and he goes on saying accolades, you know, about Manafort. He says, quote, I have great respect for what he's done in terms of what he's going through. Breaking the law? And not ratting oh that's right Mm -hmm. he was like he didn't rat he didn't rat him out like
0: ratty rat john dean rat
4: (laughs) yep he says he has so much respect for him because he doesn't turn on him and that he wasn't also quote he wasn't with the campaign long five months and that's a really long time absolutely this just sounds like another
0: like i will pardon you manafort Mm -hmm. song Mm -hmm. god i hope they bring those state charges tax retry them retry those tax um counts in in state court just do
4: it yeah yep yeah so how he's handling manafort makes sense he's trying to like kind of distance himself by saying he wasn't with the campaign that long while simultaneously praising him for not flipping on him classic Uh nailed it trump (laughs) uh then then he gets asked about jeff sessions and then of course he has to go on saying what what a piece of shit the person he appointed is he says (laughs) quote you know the only reason i gave him the job because i felt loyalty he was an original supporter he was on the campaign Nice admission of uh, patronage, bro. You fucking (laughs) idiot. Had nothing to do with the fact that he's got any qualifications or
0: anything, but he was nice to me one time. Yep. There's really like literally 14 people on the planet that have been nice to him, so he's kind (laughs) of like a small pool to pick from. But the the next quote is the best about Sessions.
4: Yeah. Uh. Well. So I don't have the next quote. Which one are you talking about? Oh. Uh. Didn't he say something like,
0: uh, "Why would you if, if he?" I offered him a job, and then he recused himself. Oh yeah. you didn't tell me before he was going to recuse himself. What, what kind, kind of, of a man? man is this? Yeah. yeah. What kind of a man is this? <laughs> a law-abiding man? Yeah. I mean, he's a racist possum, and I hate his guts, but... Yep. What? And he's like, what kind of a man? Mm-hmm. Like, this little stupid voice. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: His whole idea of what a man is is probably so skewed. <laughs> like, such a typical bro testosterone to idea.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And um okay, just to start wrapping this up here, then he gets asked about impeachment, what he's gonna do if he thinks um does he think that he's gonna get impeached. He says, quote, I don't know how you can impeach somebody who's done a great job. And then he says he would give himself an A <laughs> as a rating if he had to. no one asked him to give himself a rating. A not do. a rating, A's a grade. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so this is he says quote I tell you what if I ever got impeached I this is incredible when he says this I think the market would crash I think everybody would be very poor well cuz we all have money in the stock market? Totally, yeah. We're not already poor. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, it's because he only sees his fellow rich people as people. Exactly. That's, that's, yeah. that's, that's yeah. when he says everybody. That's a call be out to poor. his
0: donors. Mm-hmm. Totally, absolutely. Totally. That's a call out to his rich donors who yeah. who are heavily invest, invested in the stock market. It's a, none of us. And, it, and if anybody in fucking Georgia uh, says it's right, we got to keep men so the stock market stays good. You know, no. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that was probably rude of me to use that accent, but that's a, what I never mind (laughs) that's
1: okay (laughs) we use impressions in comedy
4: (laughs) yeah and uh he kills two birds with one stone because while it is a call out to his major donors it also doubles as fear-mongering for his base saying Mm. that the market's gonna crash and everybody's gonna be really poor yeah and this is why i think this was my favorite interview with him because this is really the first time where he has to speak about impeachment as a very very real reality good point yeah all the time he's been calling it a witch hunt. He's been refusing to go there to talk about impeachment. And he really, he's forced, his hand is forced now because of all the news that came out this week. And it's incredible because he's scrambling and the cards are falling. The investigation's coming to an end. It's really good news, I think, that he's even talking about this stuff in this interview. Yeah, totally. He's in a corner
0: for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like a little cornered rabid raccoon.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. <laughs> Uh, I don't. Know, that's the noise he makes. That's <laughs> right. Offensive to raccoons, AG. <laughs> yeah.
4: I wish he lived in a like trash to can. apologize
0: to all the raccoons
4: <laughs>
1: and trash pandas
0: for any insult we may have caused. Thank you, militia
4: Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so Rudy Giuliani, you know, he goes and doubles down on what Trump says this week. He says that the American people would revolt if Donald Trump is impeached. I think what he meant to say is uh, the American people would revolt if Donald Trump is not impeached. <laughs> yeah i think we're up to sixty six
0: percent are are interested in that uh Fuck, idea yeah, yeah.
4: or a uh Impeach
0: to not impeach is 42 to 42 right now. Hell yeah. Ooh. So it's dead eve, dead
1: even Stevens on <laughs> dead impeachment. Eve. What if we get down to that 30% <laughs> <laughs> What, what, if, what if we get down to that 30% where that's like, where his base never really budges and like they don't want the impeachment ever. What if they do some weird stuff? I don't know. I, I guess. It's not up to
0: them. I mean, the court of public opinion is important in an impeachment, but right. it's really
1: up to Congress.
0: So yeah. Yeah. That's why we have to vote in November. Mm-hmm. Exactly.
4: Yep. And um, just to close it out, Giuliani ends his interviews today with today is Saturday when we're recording. Everyone peek behind the curtain. (laughs) He goes on the news today, has an interview, and he basically says that they will only acquiesce to Mueller's credibility when they find that Trump has done nothing wrong. This is his. This is Giuliani's quote. He says... Uh, when we win, we'll call it fair. <laughs> yep, yep. yep. He says, just a few days before 60-day run-up to 2018 elections, if Mueller wants to show he's not partisan, then issue a report on collusion and obstruction. They will show President Trump did nothing wrong. Then we will have to admit you were fair. Oh, God bless you, Rudy. Asshole. It's just that way.
0: Like, just, just today, somebody... Trump has told the White House that he's not, he doesn't regret, what a, he doesn't regret saying anything bad about McCain, and he doesn't regret saying McCain is not a war hero, and he tells advisors that he's not going to say anything against him, uh, uh, about him at all. And um, Preet Bharara, and the reason I wanted to bring this up is because it reminded me of some stuff that you were saying. He says, Trump detests the admirable
1: and admires the detestable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, like, that's good. That's a good one, Preet. Yeah. I keep thinking about all this, like, in, in the big picture, and each day that Trump gets away with, like, these little things, just a reminder of how it, it does come down to not just racism, but sexism, too, because neither Obama or Hillary would have had the chance to get away with any. They wouldn't have made it this far. Oh, hell no. It's crazy. I don't think it's just the <clears throat> GOP. I feel like sometimes it's the system, but, we, you know. Yeah, man, it yeah. is.
0: I think it is. I think there's a lot of systematic issues with um sexism and racism that, that do play a part in this. Absolutely. Thank you for that reporting, Jordan. Oh, yeah, of yeah, course. I can't you,
4: wait till he talks next.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We'll be here to cover it, I'm sure. So, ton of big news this week, but I think the biggest news of the week was the guilty plea from Trump's longtime fixer and piece of shit, Michael Cohen. <laughs> now, I know if you're a patron, you've already heard this part because we released a bonus episode for patrons last Wednesday so you could get it first, but stick around because we're going to have uh, Greg Proops on in a minute to weigh in on this, and it's always a He's a gem. So Cohen pleaded guilty to eight counts of bank and tax fraud. Five counts are tax fraud, where he hid over four million dollars from the IRS, costing us the taxpayers about one point three million dollars. So he is uh, he owes us one point uh, three million. <laughs> I say we get a house uh, and, par- and yeah. you know, party in it all the time.
1: One big house for all the liberals. <laughs> we all
0: live there, and we can have ten couches and a kegerator, and we That's can like have my house, <laughs> nine foot graphics bong named Chewbaca, and we'll just all chill. <laughs> Uh, Then there's one count of lying to a bank to get a bank loan. Basically, we reported this months ago that Cohen lied to get a HELOC, which is a home equity line of credit, which is a second mortgage uh, for all intents and purposes, to pay off Stormy Daniels. And we were right. Beans. Beans come true. (laughs) Um, He told the bank he wasn't as in debt as he was and got a $500,000 line of credit on his house against his house that he used as the hush money payment. And that brings us to count seven and eight. Uh, And this is the big news, because both are for campaign finance felonies, and Cohen implicated Trump in both counts. Not only that, but Trump paid Cohen back out of the Trump Organization for one of the payments under the guise of retainer fees. But according to records, Cohen wasn't retained for the entire year by the Trump Organization. So Trump had Cohen take out a second mortgage, then paid him back out of the Trump Organization. And here's here's what Cohen said in court. He said, quote, I in coordination, I in coordination with and at the direction of a candidate. I sound like JFK. Yeah, <laughs> or the mayor so from The so Simpsons. I in coordination yeah, I with and at the direction of Canada for federal office. We will go to the moon in ten years, um, <laughs> uh, in this decade. Sorry. Anyway, I, in coordination with and at the direction of of a a candidate for federal office, I and the CEO of a media company, at the request of the candidate, worked together to keep an individual with information that would be harmful to the candidate and to the campaign from publicly disclosing the information. After a number of discussions, we eventually accomplished the goal by the media company entering into a contract with the individual under which she received compensation of $150,000. I participated in this conduct, which on my part took place in Manhattan, for the principal purpose of influencing the election. Then he goes on to count eight and says, on or about October 2016, in coordination with and at the direction of the same candidate, I arranged to make a payment to a second individual with information that would have been harmful to the candidate and to the campaign to keep the individual from disclosing the information. To accomplish this, we used a company that was under my control to make payments uh, in the sum of $130,000. The monies I advanced through my company were later repaid to me by the candidate. Then there's this criminal information document that was submitted that says Cohen coordinated with one or more members of the Trump campaign, and a thing that says executives of the company grossed up for tax purposes— that Cohen was requesting reimbursement of $180,000 to $360,000. And when you gross up for taxes, that means like if my boss wants to give me a $1,000 bonus, he'll kick me $1,800 so that when they take taxes out I get about 1,000 bucks. That's right. grossing mm-hmm. up. But they did 180,000 to 360,000 and then added a bonus of $60,000 so that Cohen would be paid $420,000. 420 man. <laughs> That's the president's company. Trump Org is now implicated in this. And so are the executives that agreed to and signed the check. And the only executives of the Trump Organization are Weiselberg, Eric, and Don Jr. Wow. And now this. So as the week went on, we learned that both uh, Pecker... And Weisselberg, I call him Pecker because that's how the movie phone guy explained the movie Pecker to me when I was young. And uh, and Weisselberg, right, the CFO of the Trump Org, they were given immunity this week. And now I fully believe that they were not granted immunity just to wrap up Cohen. There's no way Cohen is the target of this investigation. I would think Weisselberg would be more valuable than Cohen. Uh, but I mean, you know, what do I know? We're tip of the iceberg. But, um, you know, he... He would have, and you know, not to mention Cohen, if he were the target, he would have faced way more charges and gotten way more than seven years. And uh, here to talk about uh, this today is the host of the Smartest Man in the World podcast and the author of the smartest book in the world. Please welcome the smartest man in the world, comedian Greg Proops. Greg, it's so good to have you back.
3: Hi, A. G. Hi, Julissa.
0: <laughs> Hello. So uh, I don't know what do you think. Loyalty, loyalty seems to be the most important thing to Trump, right, which is why he's probably super pissed and seething this week all his loyalists are jumping ship uh though they may have been forced through the granting of immunity i'm not sure we don't know that yet but because if someone pleads the fifth and you offer immunity they're compelled to tell you what you want to know but what do you think about pecker's first of all pecker's safe full of catch and kill stuff is that important i mean catch and kill isn't illegal right
3: uh no but uh uh, ca- uh influencing the campaign uh, and uh, those payoffs are certainly um, not the most legal thing that ever happened. And the fact that he has a giant history of being a propagandist for Trump and uh, obviously now we know on a very big payroll for him and uh, that he went out of his way to turn Hillary into basically projecting which is what they always do uh it's a orange 45 never stops doing it and the inquirer did it as well you may remember hillary was dying um she was tired she's a pedophile all those things um uh you know are are what the republican party is are what orange 45 and his crime organization the scambino crime family that he runs um they do all those things they traffic in girls um obviously literally by um, bringing uh, uh, children and separating them and keeping them in camps is one form of child trafficking that the federal government is doing right now. But also when he had his modeling agency, it was kind of well known that that's what he did. And there's been a lot of evidence about that. I'll get back to your point. Um, I think it is important what's in the safe. And also I want to find out about other people too, because if he's been covering for 45, he's been covering for other famous people and that might come to light. Um, And we might find out even more about what a serial predator philanderer um 45 is and that he's gotten women pregnant um it's we know now that there's a maid right that was pregnant um because his doorman at trump tower is no longer bound by an nda and he can freely speak so yeah i think it's explosive tabloid stuff but i think what, to, what you said at the top of the show is what's really important um Weiselberg, the tool, uh, that, what works for him that writes all the checks and knows where all the money's gone, has definitely been uh, run to ground by the feds. He has, as they keep saying on television, criminal exposure. Uh, that's why he got the immunity. They're saying it was just for the Cohen case. But don't you feel like in order to cut the head off this monster, you've got to go through the kids? Uh, and once the kids are in peril, then it's a different ballgame. Um, all the guys around him being corrupt as news. And of course, Cohen saying directly through his lawyer and in the affidavit um, that he did this to help Trump, you know, and, and change the campaign. I mean, he admitted felonies and he's pleaded guilty to them. Everyone around him is stewing in their own juices. Tuesday was the most exciting day in his presidency because it was indictment Tuesday and there was, 16 guilty counts on two different people. His lawyer, his personal lawyer, and his campaign manager. Then the flipping came on um what was it, Wednesday and Thursday? Uh first first Pecker, then Weisselberg. And then um he, he went on TV on that really weird interview on Fox uh 45 and said he paid them the money himself, which is a crime. <laughs> and <laughs> And uh, kind of rambled on about being the mafia boss that he is. He don't like flippers and he's been around them his whole life. And like for anyone who holds the office of president to say they've been around people who flip their whole life and that they don't like them because they're squealers um, is so inconceivably lowbrow gangster. We're so below Fredo now. There's no sub basement. People keep calling them all Fredo, but Fredo was kind of charismatic. And was played by John Cazale, who was a very intelligent actor. And then um, we've reached the sub-basement on this. Uh, it's clear that the entire election was a criminal enterprise. Um, for people who could make profit, it's clear that the entire administration is a criminal enterprise. I don't know that they had this much on Nixon before they started impeachment, you know? The election tampering and everything. He's an unindicted co-conspirator in three or four counts on Cohen's guilty pleas. Um, He said the Manafort, he said Paul Manafort was a great guy. What was it? A good guy. And that this was tragic. And he has a wonderful family. Manafort's daughter hates him. Manafort forced his wife to have group sex in hotel rooms while he watched. This is not a wonderful guy. This is a vile, really, really awful human being. who took money from the worst oligarchs in the world um, to buy ostrich coats. His his tackiness is unparalleled, but uh, the, the unbelievable, comprehensive, oily ocean of their evil is what I can never get over. Trump has that thing where he thinks anyone who has an honest impulse, anyone who plays by the rules, anyone who pays their taxes, anyone who's kind to other people and supportive, anyone who's not a predator is a sucker.
0: Yeah, they're a target. They're a they're a they're a mark
3: and a mark. And that's so vile to me that everyone signed off on this. Um, and by everyone i mean of course uh, the republican party um, i think a great deal of the country isn't buying this at all um you saw the juror right the one who has a make america great hat in the back of her car
0: the rural juror
3: yeah <laughs> she she thought manafort was guilty on all 18 counts
0: yep it was just one holdout that 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 was the problem and i'm and i'm totally with you i kind of i see this like a video game right you got to you got to kill the the drones, the low guys. Then the next level is the medium bosses and then you can get to the big boss. And I'm I'm sure that Weiselberg and Pecker are drones and you have to kill them to get to the Trump kids, which are medium bosses. And Cohen is a drone. He's not a boss. He's not even a medium boss. So there's no way that this immunity can be solely for the purpose of wrapping up Cohen. There's just no way.
3: No, like you say, Cohen, Cohen's going to get his five years or whatever. Um, he wanted to protect himself because he's reasonably young. He's middle-aged. He has a family that still speaks to him. Uh, Manafort, we're all hoping is going to go away until he perishes in, in the, uh, incarceration. Um, uh, the long game is what Mueller's playing here. He's prosecuted mobs before. Um, Cohen is a, such a low-level fixer type. You know, obviously, you saw Weisselberg kicked him a bunch of backsheesh for closing the Stormy Daniels deal through the uh, the direction he gave him to say that it was legal fees. And then it went from one hundred and sixty to, what, 400000 and he kicked him 60000 and all that. So you can see the graft and the corruption there. And you know that Weisselberg has... Signed off on everything that Trump Org has done since day jump But the key I think is he's also the treasurer of the trump foundation, which he said was news to him a couple days ago I saw that and Don jr Ivanka and erics all stood on the board and as we know the trump foundation is the opposite of the clinton foundation It was set up to um, steal money from the needy Uh, and and plague those who uh, need help, like everything that he does. They, he doesn't have a charitable impulse.
0: Oh no, like his like his veterans thing, where he raised money for veterans and then used like at least half of it to to dole out checks and campaign rallies to buy people's votes.
3: Yes, um, so I, I think you're right. I think Mueller's giant end game is to activate all the forces he can. The next trial for Manafort is in D.C. where he's sure to get a jury that's a little less sympathetic and hopefully a judge that's slightly less of a psychopath. Although I think the judge did everyone a favor because you know how the media is. The media is so Chuck Todd, whataboutism oriented. Uh, everybody reads False Equivalency magazine every morning before they get up. I sure do. Oh, <laughs> and th- that judge was so far up the prosecutor's um, cooly. That he kind of did everyone a favor because no one could say that trial was, you know, a liberal sideshow or anything like that. We know that one juror was a Trumpkin of the highest caliber and didn't allow all 18 counts to stand. So uh, you notice how quiet everybody is on the on the right. You know how no one's really jumping forward and saying this is a huge victory for him this week. Mueller's got him in a vice. He's going to keep going. With the New York State AG, uh, the, the DA in New York, even though I dislike him, uh, they're going to carry on with lots of trials where the ultimate outcomes can't be resolved with pardons. Presidential pardons don't stand in a you know in New York and whatnot. And at the same time, this isn't getting better. I had a comedian turn to me last night, who shall remain nameless, and said, "It doesn't matter. His base still likes him, and nothing's going to happen." And I said, "Would you mind?" going away and not being a cynic. Uh, This isn't getting better. Let me put it that way. If I can put it at the least, if I can understate the entire affair, this was the the shittest week ever in the history uh, history of the presidency. He's clearly shown now to have made payments to people, to shut people up before an election, to sway the um, outcome of the election. Uh, His campaign manager was, a fraudster of the highest caliber who's going to do federal time for tax evasion which is what all gangsters do, evade paying taxes.
0: Oh, hey, Greg, Did Greg, did you know I, f- I found this out this week and I thought this would be of interest to you that, you know, the whole double, double jeopardy thing. New York um, right now has a, a, a law in place. They're trying to change or at least add an exemption for pardons to where you can't try the same crime in federal and state court. I found out that that doesn't apply to tax fraud.
3: Yeah, isn't that great?
0: That's so great. So they could even take these 10 charges that the, they had a mistrial on and charge them in State court if they wanted to and make him unpardonable, that's what I would do, but I don't know. I'm not a lawyer
3: I think that's awesome I've heard that this week and that's what's so uh, excellent is that the the charges that they didn't get him on the 10 that didn't stick um, Are absolutely retrialable and they're going to do that He's gonna face trials forever and ever and ever and Cohen sentencing is in December Uh, Flynn's sentencing is when November we still have not talking about the national security advisor um In other words, this whole attitude of the Republicans aren't going to do anything. That's exactly correct. They're going to hold the line until the last minute when they finally have to pull the ripcord. But the situation isn't improving day by day. The situation is exponentially worse from Tuesday to Friday. It went from a shitstorm to a boiling volcano of refuse that can't be stopped. And I I don't think that improves. Uh, I don't think the cynical viewpoint that nothing's going to happen because no one cares is true. I think the wheels of justice are grinding on and he is going to be ground under them eventually.
0: Yeah, I think it was a big, uh, I don't know, like injection of hope for how our justice system uh, hasn't failed us when when everything that went down Tuesday went down. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Um, Everyone, you can catch Greg Proops on Whose Line Is It Anyway? Mondays at at nine eight central on the CW and whose line is starting a two month tour on September 7th. And you can also catch Greg on August 29th. That's the deadline for the prosecution to decide if they're going to retry those 10 counts, by the way. Uh, And he'll be at flappers comedy club in Burbank on the 29th. I love that club. And at the Addison Improv in Dallas, August 31st through September 2nd. And on September 2nd, he's recording the pod. So Greg, thank you so much for joining us.
3: Um, Thanks, you guys. Can I leave on one note of hope here? Uh, There's 468 women running for the House and 51 running for the Senate and, of course, loads of governors. So it's a very groovy time, this next election, I think, for women. I think that will change a lot.
0: Yeah, I think women are going to really make a change. And I I agree with you. And thank you for saying that. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on, you guys. No problem. Thanks for listening to Mueller. She wrote the she in Mueller. She wrote is no accident. Did you know we are 100% women owned and operated? Every single person that helps make this podcast possible identifies as a woman, our creative and web design, our engineer and producers, our editors and digital media manager, our agent, our ad execs, our merchandising manager, and even the postal service clerk that helps me with shipping in our P.O. box, all women and all LGBTQ plus allies. We will continue to employ and partner with women as our podcast grows, but we could use your help. Please support women in podcasting by visiting MullerSheWrote.com and become a patron today. All right, are you guys ready for the Fantasy Indictment League? Yes. Yes. Ding, 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 ding. We have one. We got one. Everyone who had Cohen in their fantasy indictment uh, team this week gets five points. Good job for drafting him. Five points for Cohen. Remember that cases handed off by Mueller count, as do guilty please. So give yourself five points. And remember this as we go forward. There can be superseding indictments. And there can be state charges brought, which will also count. So you can always keep him on your team. He may be the gift that keeps on giving. He could be the <laughs> herpes of the fantasy indictment league. We don't know. I think this week uh, I'm going to keep Kushner, Jr., Butina, and a Russian, but I'm going to add the Trump Organization this
1: week. Ooh, yeah.
0: What about you guys?
1: Okay, I think um, I did have Cohen, and I had Trump Jr., Kushner, uh, Broidy I added last week, and then I had a rando, so I'm going to switch my rando to the Trump org as well for this week, because it's hot. Yeah. Hot. Hot notes.
4: (laughs) I think I'm going to save the Trump org for next week. And this week I'm doing superseding indictments for Cohen, Kushner. Well, that wouldn't happen that fast either. Fuck. Okay, I'm (laughs) doing two randos, Kushner Jr. and Bettina. Nice. All right. Cool. You guys ready for sabotage? Yeah. Yeah.
0: So we got a story that dropped last night from CNN on the interwebs that said, Andrew Miller of the Stone, you know, Stone's Mm -hmm. Aid has been given immunity. And we all went, what? And I went, what? (laughs) And everyone sent it to me like millions of times. (laughs) But apparently the Inquisitor and CNN had reported possibly in error that Andrew Miller was given immunity. I spoke with MSNBC contributor and former U.S. attorney from Birmingham, Alabama, Joyce Vance, just by email. She's not going to be on the show today, but love you, Joyce, what, what. (laughs) Uh, She said she's not heard of this, and so I looked it up again. Here's how it reads from the Inquisitor's website. As of today, uh, it says, quote, CNN reports that longtime aide to Roger Stone has been granted immunity. Andrew Miller worked for Stone for years on and off. Miller is currently refusing to testify before the grand jury. Well, I went back to the CNN story that had a link there, Um, in that Inquisitor report. And CNN, uh, even though the headline still says Andrew Miller given immunity, in the thing it says uh, that there's a correction on the side, way down at the bottom, in italics, update. Andrew Miller is not given immunity. He's just... (laughs) resisting the subpoena and they made an error so please note andrew miller has not been given immunity as far as we can tell as of saturday at whatever time it is right now and uh, even if he were joyce vance says he still has the right to pursue the appeal so yeah they could give him immunity and compel him to testify but he still can appeal because he held himself in contempt (laughs) (laughs) so that's what you get for holding yourself into contempt of court into contempt of that's what happens when i stop thinking before my sentence is over (laughs) Does that happen to anyone else 44 yeah, years Yeah, mental cruise control. <laughs>
4: and you just crash. you just like, yeah. <laughs> I can finish this sentence and turn my brain off. Nope, doesn't work. <clears throat> and do you think Andrew Miller is doing this just strictly in loyalty to Roger Stone? No, I think what he's doing is, is he's creating a vehicle to get Mueller's constitutionality heard
0: at the Supreme Court level, or at least the D.C. Uh, court of Appeals, which is the second highest court in the land, the appellate court in D.C. District. Um, this is their way, um, Trump's group's way uh, of having Mueller's constitutionality challenged at the highest levels in yeah. the land. I don't think it'll win. But he's going for it. But he's going for it.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Which means he's Hail probably going to get indicted then. Hmm? Miller could be indicted or he could
0: be granted immunity uh, and given a plea deal. He could do a cooperation. He, If you're
4: granted immunity, though, and you refuse to talk to them about anything, do they kind of have no choice put, other than to...
0: They can put you... Then hold you in contempt and put you in jail. Yeah, right. Until you're forced... Until you talk. Um, there was one person at Watergate that was in jail for 18 months to trying to do that.
4: Wow. So I guess maybe he necessarily didn't do anything criminal, but they just know he has information that they need. But it is criminal if you have that information. Isn't that aiding and abetting in some yeah, way? Yeah, yeah. It is, but I think he's protected now because he's appealed. And okay. he's been able to appeal because he held himself in contempt.
0: Huh. Tricky, tricky. He's got one of the smart lawyers on that side. Yeah. hmm not Trump's lawyers. No. <laughs> Alright, guys, it's time for Pecker jokes. Woo! <laughs> There's no song for this. It's just it speaks for itself. <laughs> I have a I have a quote though here. Listen to this. Pecker!
2: Pecker. Pecker. Oh. His name is Pecker. Give me a...
0: Okay, so we decided to read some of our favorite Pecker jokes this week from social media because what is this investigation, even <laughs> for yeah if not for Pecker and Cock jokes? Um, first. From at Tweed Esquire, he writes, Tinker, no, excuse me, Tinkler, Jailer, Pecker, Spy. That's oh, a play on the Tinker, Taylor, Soldier, Spy. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Tinkler, Jailer, Pecker, Spy. Are we judging
1: these two? Or are we like <laughs> giving I them a score? I have a winner. I
0: have a winner. <laughs> okay. I have a winner already. It's already just hands down. Uh, at Vic Sepulveda has the headline, quote, Pecker takes down pussy grabber and <laughs> quote, Pecker stands firm against Trump. That's good. That's yeah. a good one. Uh, someone made a meme changing the Chiron on the bottom of MSNBC to say, quote, Trump worried about Pecker leaking. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's, uh, quote, prosecutors squeeze Pecker. Okay. That's mine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at Schmaniel says, quote, who could predict a Pecker would contribute to Trump's undoing? Everyone. Literally Everyone. <laughs> And I say literally like the guy from Parks and Rec yeah, because yeah. that's funny. And, quote, pecker immunity gives new meaning to MC hammers can't touch this.
1: <laughs> that's funny. At
0: who the hull says, quote, never trust a pecker that leans to the right.
4: <laughs> that's a good
0: one. At uh, mean D. Totoro has the, I love Totoro, has the headline, quote, Mueller cock blocked turns Trump pecker against him.
1: I dig it. So,
0: cock blocked Muller turns Trump's Pecker against him. I like it. At Kelly H78 says, Trump shafted by Pecker. <laughs> but for me, the winning joke comes from Michael McKean from Clue, the movie Clue. We have that in a quote from that in our opening sequence. And better call Saul, Michael McKean. Love him. He says, quote, Mr. Pecker does not appreciate all the childish jokes about his name. Signed, AMI spokesperson Fanny Goblincock.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs>
0: Beautiful. Yep. Beautiful. the winner. Alright, you guys. Oh, I'm sorry.
4: No, go ahead. I was just going to say, just on the nub of Pecker, catch and kill should be illegal. Maybe after this it will be. I guess we'll see. It's just not. Yeah, a lot of things
1: that shouldn't be legal are yeah. illegal. And, and things if you that...
0: sued, you'd be considered made a whole by give, by being given that $150,000. Exactly.
4: It's just, it's too sketchy. I don't like it either. Yeah, it's so sketchy. Yeah. Sorry, I'm sorry to not end this on a, no, on a no. super funny high note.
0: No, people, think... people should be wary of um, Pecker's peddling Mm -hmm. their wares yes thank you always (laughs) bringing it back (laughs) anytime all right you guys thanks for joining us on this historic week i've been ag i've been jaleesa johnson i've been jordan coburn and this is muller she wrote Muller She Wrote is produced and engineered by AG with editing and logo design by Jaleesa Johnson. Our sound engineering is courtesy of Resonant Recordings. Our digital media director and subscriber managers are Jordan Coburn, Sarah Lee Steiner, and Sarah Hirschberger valencia Fact-checking and research by AG with support from Jaleesa Johnson and Jordan Coburn. Our web design and branding are by Joelle Reeder with Moxie Design Studios, and our website is MullerSheWrote.com.
2: Okay. W Media